That's right, Katie. <laughs> All right. Good point, Katie. Thank you. That's going to be the podcast room eventually. But right Ooh. now it's just a pile of boxes. This is where we Very go impressed. to perform in front of a picture of Joe Strix. <laughs> oh. 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 oh, I took that picture. Yeah, you is did. That? Yeah. That's really cute. I love that photo. He's just a guy we know. <laughs> just like Marks. Just like Marks, a guy we all knew. Well... Let's we, let's record. Let's start yeah. the show. Are we We're record? rolling. Oh, Welcome okay. back to the show. Hey, grab a seat. It's where everyone knows your name behind the paywall. Hey, I know <laughs> whose bar stool this this one is. This is the listeners' bar stool. Mm-hmm. Why don't they s- sit down and order a frothy content beverage? Glug, 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 glug. Belch. Mm. <laughs> Tastes good. What's the name of this bar or show? The name of this bar is uh, Barring Out, out good, good Times. times. <laughs> good Marks Times. <laughs> Marks <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> the fact that we do this every week. And have never agreed on a way to start the show. <laughs> and yet it's been like a hundred episodes. <laughs> never ceases to entertain me. Okay, well, thanks for coming to our bar slash podcast. I am uh, your behind the paywall bartender, Alex Patak. Hello, grab a frothy beverage. I'm here with my usual co-host, Jeremy College Hammond. Uh, I am ordering a drink and... Uh Taking a nice, satisfying sip. Yeah, good luck talking to these uh, girls at the college bar, Jeremy. <laughs> and over here, we are we're joined by my other standard co-host, uh, Katie, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, Leon. My mascara's running because I just got in a fight with my best friend in the bathroom. Where are my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And special guest for the evening, uh... A, a dynamo of the podcast's left. <laughs> a uh, all-time patron at the Karl Marx Bar and Grill. Welcome to the show, Jamie Peck. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up? Who's jeweling back here? Oh, that would be me. And yep. <laughs> Jeremy's doing it, too. Awesome. You can hire Jeremy. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up to say you're jeweling. Oh my god. I'm still I'm a little ashamed that I'm doing this, so thank you for calling me out. Yeah. And making me think about my choices. Here's the thing is they'd never know if I didn't say it. I know. You're just a cool teen. It's okay. I'm just a jeweling fool. (laughs) No, you came in and asked for if anybody had an extra pod and I was like, I have an extra pack because I need to get rid of these because I can't do this anymore. Oh my god. (laughs) No, we're all gonna die of the popcorn lung jewel disease. It's gonna be really embarrassing. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed right now. They're gonna rename it Jewel Lung. (laughs) It it is though, it is. I had to buy this thing though, because I was at Basilica Hudson, and I was—I knew I was going to be taking some research chemicals, and if I didn't have a jewel, I was going to smoke a million cigarettes and feel even worse. So, yeah, lesser of two evils. Um, Honestly, you're just doing the right thing. You're planning ahead, which I have to encourage all you children out there who feel like experimenting. You got to plan ahead and have the right 
kind of supplies mm. for the journey that you're going on that evening. So honestly, I applaud you for the forward thinking. The well, scientific advances of Marxist thought are only supported by the hard-laid plans of the party or commission. <laughs> and that's what this podcast is. So I must ask, in light of these recent news, you think you're going to get the popcorn lung from this jewel or what? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, you're like full of jewels. You're like Sonic before he gets the rings knocked out of him. <laughs> I've seen you suck down so many jewels. I'm looking at Jeremy right now. We yeah, are both Jeremy the Jules jewels. Hammond. We have, yeah. yeah, we've like we've been on your I've known you long enough that I saw the cigarettes go away and the jewel emerge and I learned about <laughs> jewel culture and accepted you and your people into my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or as I like to call it. Vape culture. <laughs> there is actually a store called Vape Culture. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Unironically, I like. I I That's went there and, and I was shit like, right there. I I genuinely asked, like, do you guys like? Was this like a joke? <laughs> like, do you guys get do the you, joke? Uh, do you guys? It's do you, a play on rape culture. It's funny, right? Because it's like, but instead of rape, it's um, you know, raping your lungs. Right. Because I, I had no idea. Because I've, rape is inherently funny. That's the idea. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I. I'll see you on the battlefield. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> Civil War. And I'm Magneto. <laughs> we are continuing a long proud tradition, though, of socialists. I mean, you guys are I assume dying of diseases. I just yeah. assume everyone I meet in this world is a socialist. Socialists just like killing themselves very slowly with nicotine and staying up really late talking about socialism and smoking. But right. less cool because we're, you know... It's the future. Less cool because it's an electronic obelisk. And yeah, not, our coffee like, house is the bodega where we get sugar-free Red Bull. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's think- where I spread ideas. <laughs> Do you think- like, who the fuck is this guy over here? <laughs> I gotta know. Uphold Katie thought. <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? What the, what the fuck is his deal? And, who is this joker? And, uh... And, uh have you seen this shit on the corner? <laughs> I have seen this shit on the corner. What is that Bloomberg up to? <laughs> we must expel reformists from the bodega. Uh, do you think the mentality of it is that you, you slowly kill yourself with chemicals because you envision a romantic death in the hands of the fiery revolution? I think it's just because you can't deal with the reality of oh of yeah we're living in. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I this, would say that. Virtual reality that we're living in. <laughs> Uphold it. Uphold the thought. Or Katie thought. I'd say virtual insanity. Oh, that's what I meant to do. <laughs> I don't even know what this reference is still. Jamiroquai, bitch. I will never betray you because I'm so loyal, but. I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me that people have been saying creepy stuff about me on Facebook. I didn't know about that. <laughs> They love you, Katie. <laughs> I haven't checked the... F- like, I don't use Facebook anymore, and I just found this out, so great. Our fans love Katie too much. Is it a bunch of baby boomers? Because I feel like that's who uses Facebook. No. No. Well, it's whoever's listening to this podcast. It's, I don't it's, it's, the, it's the subset of people who listen to this podcast and also can't figure out Discord. <laughs> 
that are definitely, to be clear, listening to what we're recording right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Specifically yeah. about them. But okay. Yeah, we should change the subject. Oh, wait. So I'm going to go back to the, the previous idea here because I mentioned this to Jeremy. I gave Jeremy this book on the uh, IRA I read. And uh, I was like, I was reading it and I was like, it's a really good book. And this weird thing happens when I read like a good book about communism where it's about people who live like the worst lives imaginable. And I just sit there jealous the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) And you finish it and I'm just like drunk alone after eating like a huge steak. And I'm like, I wish I fucking blew my hands off with a bomb. (laughs) And I never knew my father. (laughs) Fuck prots. First of all, fuck prots. <laughs> it's not exactly the same thing, but I do have a very distinct memory of saying to a therapist when I was like 19 or 18, so very much a dumbass, mm-hmm. wealthy and white, going like, I don't think I can be a successful artist because I'm just like not fucked up enough. <laughs> <laughs> you have- too much potential to create art. I just like. God, it's like a New Yorker cartoon. I know. It was. Listen, I've come a long way, baby. Turns out I was fucked up enough. Yeah. I just didn't have the drive. And that therapist was a cartoon of Mayor Giuliani. I don't read the magazine. I assume that's what the cartoons are like. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's what Giuliani. they're like. It actually, it'd be like a dog. Yeah, yeah, or a dog. Yeah, yeah. Both equally funny ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe that one right there on the wall. A, yeah, you at home I can see, see a picture that. Of a, I mean, I, I can describe the picture if you like. Yeah, go for it. It's just like a very distinguished looking dog mm-hmm. uh, with a human body wearing uh-huh. a nice little sweater, sweater and khakis outfit. And he's pulling up a chair like, hey, roof, roof. Come to therapy. <laughs> hey, Tell not hard to problems. imagine this dog See? behind the therapy desk. Listen, I, I I have to talk to you about your your last couple of essays you've handed in. They've they've been pretty rough. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about about <laughs> some of the things you've been writing about bones in here. <laughs> Could be troubling stuff. And it's 2019, so even in dog school, I need to be. I need you to tell me you're not going to shoot up the dog school. <laughs> I, I do not know what this podcast is. <laughs> well, I mean, like normally this is where we talk about weak stuff, right? Oh, it's coming yeah. out on uh, oh, Wednesday or something. Thursdays. Thursday. Thursday nights. <laughs> Thursday nights. I feel like the anime is really just a Trojan horse for you to get at people's deepest insecurities and just break them. That's yeah, true. That's true. We, We're hiding inside of a blushing teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you feel, I feel bad that you feel insecure right now because like we've only broke one person and that was really on him. <laughs> true. We that's gave him true. every opportunity to yeah, talk about anything. Yeah, we literally, we we made it easy. <laughs> Look, Matt is coming back on the podcast, and he's going to re- do reparations. We're going to talk about the Civil War for an hour. <laughs> There's got to be a Civil War anime, right? Your wait, are your reparations to Matt is going to be letting him talk about the Civil War? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. I, did, I didn't want to make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I'm, I'm. You'll know when I've broken. I'm a tough one. Don't worry. <laughs> I've recorded radio before, and I'll do it again. <laughs> Should we talk about? Current life events? Or? Current events. When are they going to impeach this Donald Trump, huh? 
Yeah, I know it's almost Halloween, but I don't want this pumpkin on my stoop. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, what did you guys do? I was on tour. <laughs> I well, can talk about it, but it was a terrible time. I, I want to bring up a side quest that happened in our lives in which while you were on tour, a New Japan wrestler got you on the list for a New Japan event and you don't know who they are and it drove all us nerds crazy. I found out his name, but what he's not on this, the lineup. Is he a young lion then? He might be a young lion. What's his he name? He might have a stage name. I was supposed to send him a thank you message today from Kath and then I didn't because I, I forgot, but still... Um, his name is Patrick Price. Patrick Price. What yeah. are you guys talking about? Okay, so, Alex met a wrestler and he didn't know their name, and then so everyone got New really Japan mad. Pro Wrestling is the biggest wrestling promotion in the world besides WWE. Um, and if you're like a super nerd about that stuff, it's like a very big deal because they never come to the United States. They've only been to New York once, and I get text message from Alex my friend who is very nice and he said a nice thing to me which is like Katie I got on the list for this show do you want it and I'm like oh I bought those tickets months ago that show's sold out and he's like okay and I'm like wait how did you get these tickets he's like I don't know I was performing in North Carolina and some guy gave it to me I'm like what do you mean some guy and he's like I don't know he's like a wrestler or something <laughs> and I'm like who because for me that is like uh, I was telling Jeremy, it's like the equivalent of like someone being like, I don't know, some guy like Stone Cold Cena, I don't know. <laughs> He's like in movies and shit, I don't know. So it made me crazy. And then I was- It del- was Edge, okay? Edge gave me the tickets. <laughs> del- Is that what you want to hear, that no, it was Edge? The guy del- from U2? <laughs> That's the Edge. Are they prots? Oh, you know what? Are they prots? Look it up. Which side is you two on? Actually, this is very funny because I was just talking to my partner the other day about this because a zombie by the Cranberries came on. Uh And I was like, you'd think there'd be more popular music about the conflict because of when that was coming out. He's like, the only hits are from them and you two. So uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I don't know which side they're on, though. Well, because they, they have the Bloody, Bloody Sunday, Sunday song. Yeah. Do you know what a prot is? It's a Protestant. <laughs> the thing is about uh, Ireland is it's uh, embroiled with Catholic, Protestant, bloody feuds. Well, I know that. Which are the only feuds funnier than Jewish, Muslim feuds. <laughs> <laughs> and thus we cannot stop talking about it. So All right, so true. this article is by the New York Post. It says how Bono went head to head with the IRA. So I'm assuming they are on, on the side of the queen and therefore <laughs> dead to this podcast. I mean, I already hate I are declaring a fatwa on the YouTube band. <laughs> when I was in college, I had this terrible roommate who started dating this like weirdo heroin addict trust fund kid. And he was playing YouTube in the apartment once. And I'm like, get out. <laughs> and he's like, why, Katie? I'm like, you don't pay rent. You bring users over, and now you're blasting you too. Just get the fuck out of my house. Like that was the final straw in my like. Okay, the edge hit. is a Protestant. Fatwa, <laughs> holy war on you too. Anime holy war. That does not surprise me. Shoot your beams at you too. <laughs> I am sending a big bang attack to the Edge's house. <laughs> yeah, final flash a car on his block. <laughs> oh my god. 
Okay, well, now that we're done discussing that, all right, but back to the wrestling thing. Okay, a different uh, analysis of the same story is I did a show where a random guy there gave me wrestling tickets, and I was like, I'm sure Katie will like these, and I tried to give them to her, and she said, I already have some, and then screen capped it and blasted me on Twitter for trying to give her free tickets. No, because <laughs> what is funny about it to me is, first of all, I thank you for trying to do that. Like, I wasn't upset. It's just to me that, like, you couldn't give less of a fuck about this, no. but to people like me who are into it, this is like the hugest deal. So it's hilarious to me that you're just like, I don't know, some <laughs> shit. And like my nerd ass is like, you cannot, I don't think you understand. You can't give me a vague answer on this. I will die. Like I like texted yeah. like three people. We're like, who could it be? Yeah. Is it Juice Robinson? Is it Lance? Like what white guy in New Japan gave you tickets? <laughs> I think as a third party, I just wanted Alex never to remember the person's name. <laughs> to be fair, like it is pretty funny. I am bad with names, y'all. All right, well, Katie, you did go. I, I had to be paid in some form of tickets because I for sure lost money on this tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did, did, did they do uh, flippy flips or well, whatever? Well, it was or a really was good show, but something <laughs> wild happened in it, which is that... Um, Right now in wrestling, this crazy thing's happening, and it's going back to the 80s because this company started a rival company, the WWE, and um, Vince McMahon's losing his mind. So he's buying up all these other smaller promotions. He's basically making a monopoly. So these guys are from Japan, and they okay. don't know the rules. If you have a sporting event in New York, you have to have an ambulance on call. Okay. And you cannot start until the ambulance shows up. Okay. So they're at Hammerstein Ballroom and wrestling shows are not like comedy or drag. They start on time. Wow. And these guys are Japanese. So when it gets like <laughs> 15 minutes past bell time, everyone's starting to be like, what the fuck? And this is a rowdy crowd, which they're not used to because the crowds in New York are a lot different. So people are booing and getting rowdy. They're walking right into Katie's uh, New York and Tokyo be different chunk. Yeah. So time starts passing. and People are like, what the fuck? And the announcer is like, oh, we are having technical difficulties. So everyone goes on Twitter. The ambulance isn't here. That's what's happening. Um, at one point, the Japanese commissioner comes out and goes, we are running late. I'm sorry. And says, I'm sorry. And prostates yep. on the ground yep. and bows, which is something I didn't know happened in real life. Oh, it happened. And he's doing it <laughs> for like 10 minutes until one of the American guys comes out. He's like, okay, New York, like we're running late. Some <laughs> uh, teachers, get this guy out of here. He's freaking out. And, uh, Wait, so they did what we did on our stream, which is someone just starts doing jokes at the crowd. And base, like, yeah. And My parents got a divorce. No, they start throwing t-shirts out and then they start playing a stream of like an old match on the thing so everyone's like what the fuck's happening like an hour has gone by and i google it and i found out on the dirt sheets so hammerstein ballroom has hosted lots of wrestling events it's where ecw used to happen they have ring of honor there so they know the deal somebody called the ambulance company at 10 a.m. that morning and told them the event was canceled. <gasps> which it was... Vince McMahon! Honestly, <laughs> it sounds psycho and carny, but wrestlers are carny weirdos and it probably was them. They uh, could, he probably sent a few of his goons to go suplex the ambulance drivers. <laughs> You're joking? But there's two things that have to go down for the ambulance not to show up. 
someone didn't pay off the Teamsters or someone sabotaged. And it sounds like both things happened. <gasps> yeah, so it was like... We can't drive this ambulance if the ref is unconscious. <laughs> so like a bunch of, yeah, so it was fucking wild. It was delayed an hour and almost an hour and a half. Uh, but then it started and it was great, but it just is really interesting to me that we've gone back to like 80s New York like bullshit. Because yeah. Vince was really pissed at them because they did a show in Madison Square Garden during WrestleMania. and like, Disrespectful. Yeah, Vince has like a weird boner <laughs> for Madison Square Garden. So if anyone does, like even we though all do. they don't <laughs> have a show there, he got real pissed about it. So yeah, yeah there's some real like old New York sleazy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You want to do, do a wrestling promotion in this town, you talk to the Warriors first. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see what you could go about. You're joking, but like more or less that's yeah, what yeah. happened. Like nobody paid anyone off. No one protected them. They <laughs> fucked up. Somebody should have told them. <laughs> you, you're trying to do an athletic event without the downtown freaks? <laughs> the baseball furies were all standing outside like I know the Japanese love the baseball culture but you did Dude, not baseball pay furies are deuce. the funniest gang from that movie for sure right <laughs> they're iconic there's so funny yeah there's a guy outside our ambulance with a baseball bat licking his lips <laughs> is there well, a protocol they're, for this they're, they're like because the, they're like coming up with gimmicks for all these different gangs right and, and they're like well these guys they're gonna be a baseball gang and then someone's like that's not enough <laughs> and he's like alright they're painted pastel colors <laughs> <laughs> they're blue and green cause they're fucking crazy anyways Jamie what's your experience with Mark's <laughs> Wow. Wow, guys. Um, it's loose behind the paywall. 21 minutes in. <laughs> Marks. 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 Yeah. Marks. So You've heard of him? I have heard of him. Um, I tried to read the full, the real version of Capital, and I got frustrated and gave up, and then I read the cartoon version instead. <laughs> like what, Which one? Um, the David Smith Illustrated Capital. Still confusing. Right. Don't worry. It's still going to be a little confusing, but I got the basic. I was like, I need the basic concepts yesterday. This is so, like the, the, the version you give your kids when you don't want to explain sex to them, but for Karl Marx's Capital. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I have also absorbed a lot of Marxist ideas from other less dense and horrible to read right. writers. Probably mm-hmm. the Hollywood media. I mean, <laughs> mostly, yeah, mostly the liberal media. Yeah. And um, just listening to a lot of podcasts, you know, that's Cannabis pretty much. culture. That's pretty much how I got, <laughs> how I got it. culture. <laughs> Cultural Marxism. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Disney movies, you know, <laughs> the whole nine <laughs> Um, did, did you know about his personal life? Did you know anything about that? I know you were worried coming on that you didn't know enough about Carl's history to get what the show was. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I know a little bit. I did see the Yunga Marks not that oh, long Young ago. Oh, Young Marks? Yeah. Um, and young Sean Marks. told me some more things about Marks. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't say behind the paywall. I'm probably. really, I'm like really Sean is the one who knows the most about Marks. Right. If anyone, um, on my podcast and also just like in the world, in the world. <laughs> Seriously though, well, he's not Ask here, that guy. So one Marks confident. question. He'll go for hours. Oh, 
Didn't he have an injured leg? Wasn't that like a big part of Marx's life? Sean? No, Karl Marx. <laughs> well, this exists. You're thinking of um the the pirate from Peter Pan. No, he didn't have an injured leg. Yeah, he, he had, he had a hand. peg leg. No, he had, oh, a he had an injured hand. hand. He had a, he that had was both Captain regular Oak, legs. Kind of <laughs> uh, no, I think he also he didn't like to play it up, but his leg was also injured. In the- <laughs> it wasn't part of his gimmick. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. since this is propaganda, they like smoothed over a lot of shit. Yeah, he's hot still, even when he's 80. He's this. hot. Yeah, they're trying to keep from the West that he had an injured leg. <laughs> he was always nothing but uh, loyal to Jenny, who didn't do anything except support him blindly. That's yeah. true. I don't. I, I feel like, um, should we cover anything else abstractly before we go into the events of the episode, or do we just want to get into it? Nah, let's get into it. Okay, all right. Everybody marks now. Marks, 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 marks. 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 No anime news or anything? No. Okay. Anime news. Okay. (laughs) All right. It's just vegetables today. (laughs) Get out your forks because we're going to learn about Germans. (laughs) Do you want to do an anime news? I can pull one. No, no. (laughs) Nope. I don't. I already know everything there is to know about dating. That's how I got married because I, I about, mastered the game. I was about to say you leveled all the way up. I'm I'm level sixty in World of Dating Warcraft. All right, everyone, shut the fuck up. Karl Marx time, episode seven. This is the final episode of Karl Marx, the thrilling conclusion. Denouement. The denouement. <laughs> denouement. Marx? <laughs> oh, Woo! Alex is uh, what? back. Stay tuned. He's back and he's acting out for company. Oh, so the thing about Marx is he's no longer the spry young pup he once was. Remember him before? Yeah, when he was hot. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah he was at the university uh, getting numbers, saying how you like them apples. Pointing. Doing vape culture. Talking about trees. Yeah, talking branches. about trees. Saying, uh, saying dialectics are cool. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's what he did. What a wild youth. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely material for a television show. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Don't let anyone tell you this is this would be a boring TV show. <laughs> um, so, uh, he's old now. He comes home to his own house, and he kicks in the front door, and he says, Baby, they've published Capital in Russia! Get out our sack of rubles. It's going to be full soon. <laughs> and he's an old man and he runs up to Honey, run- are you sitting down? <laughs> well you should be. She's like, to- I'm in my deathbed. <laughs> I am always sitting down. She's lying she's lying in bed and uh the, I, she's reading a book and there's this very funny back and forth where he goes, Honey, you need to rest and it's like, I'm all the way in a fucking bed, Carl. <laughs> What else do you need from me? Yeah, he just really doesn't want women to read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's a Bernie I got bro. That. I got that from this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so sexist is the thing. Um, <laughs> Except uh, uh, Susan Sarandon, he loves her. Yes, he loves her because of her dark powers. <laughs> the part where he's like, you want to see the woman I love the most? <laughs> That's a picture of Susan Sarandon. <laughs> 
it's funnier if you've seen the show, but we'll explain it to you in a minute. Uh, so <laughs> he's telling Jenny about Capital, and she seems confused, and she's clearly sick. And then they have this line that are like, uh, Carl, I read your book, and it made me feel better. And so really. <laughs> You're Why? telling me she has a sickness that can only be cured with theoretical Marxism. <laughs> the most logical woman that ever lived. She does exist, fellas. She gave it all. Um, so she's clearly not doing well, but Marx's career is doing well and isn't that nice. And so he goes outside and sits on a park bench and talks to Engels. And he says, Engels... I'm old, and you're old. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> there was that was around the gist of it, right? Yeah, and I'm reading from the notebook here. It's I worth took noting. Notes. It's worth noting that Angles now looks like Obi Wan Kenobi in the prequels. They all look fantastic. Yeah, they I would spaced be, out yeah. at this point, and I was rummaging through my phone, seeing every weird thing on Facebook I missed, so I, I'm sorry. I'm they mentioned something about German thought or something, but it's like, we get it, you're fucking old. You're old, and this is what you do. You sit on park benches. <laughs> Just scrolling through Instagram for those German thoughts. Yeah, you're on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you're on TikTok, and people don't think you should be. And that's, <laughs> that's what this show is. And making yet. weird TikToks licking his lips <laughs> to the international. <laughs> Both Marx and Engels, though, still snacks in their old age. They yes. look fantastic. You would be so lucky to look this good. They've never vaped. They say that. <laughs> <laughs> their lungs are perfectly healthy. Like, drinking they... has taken zero toll. That's true. <laughs> Do they not have vapes for opium? They, no. 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 Uh, it, well, was a, it was a dark cocaine. time. No, I bet the opium use on uh, Chinese cartoons is probably heavily restricted. <laughs> they have a historical problem. Yeah, religion truly is the jewel of the masses. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of content you get when you set up nothing but aces. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have this old man on a bench scene and uh, I guess the only thing you need to know is the leaves look great um, <laughs> uh, Marx goes to the library I don't know like if you were in the writer's room for this show I don't know how you would come up with the idea to do any of these things but the next scene is Marx in a library talking to William Liebknecht who's acting like he's the librarian the head of the German Communist Party. He, mm-hmm. like seems like he works there. And Carl's like, yeah, I need this book on theory and this book on numbers and smart guy stuff. Yeah, don't let it hurt your brain too much, but there's a book about science in there. <laughs> <laughs> and William's like, Carl, this is a lot of books. And Carl goes, I know, and I must move forward my dialectical thought. And then William goes, I respect you so much. And you've done so much for China. And then he goes and he gets the books. Yeah. And then he's like, you've been booking too hard. And then he's <laughs> like, but look, I made a vocabulary sheet. And he's like, do whatever you please. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about this. So Marx is reading books in Russian. And he made his own cheat code for the Russian language on paper just to show off that he's a, a top student and he takes studying seriously. Yeah, he's like, you see this? The R is backwards. <laughs> uh, um, and he does. He reads lots of books. And um, uh, you got to think, if you're reading that many books, hey, your wife is going to get Alzheimer's. But... <laughs> 
That's how it goes. Yeah. He does not heed the I warning. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Only to go home, what's this? Jenny is chock full of Alzheimer's. She can't remember. She thinks she's she thinks she's a potted plant, this woman. And so and it's, she, at, it's at this point in the episode that Alex starts crying. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's a sad. I didn't know what to do. Like <laughs> the tears don't come out, but the feeling comes out. <laughs> I can't cry, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> so so uh, Marks goes up to Jenny and he asks her how she's doing, and then she t- talks to him and clearly elucidates that she is. She thinks she's like 17 and they're dating and that they're not married yet. And then Carl proposes to her again. And then I had to hide my face for a little while. <laughs> Alex, it was very sweet that you were so moved by this, but the show is so bad, which brings me to ask, are you okay? Well, it just shows how pure their love was all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> How pure and not full of maids it was. He, he, stands, he goes on one knee and he's like, I will never fuck any hot maids it's okay. for I, Brazzers or any other company. Definitely won't get them pregnant. No, no I will never. A, chance. a bastard to me is less than a man. <laughs> he says that. He says that to her. I got a, a brunch drunk at a, 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 a Nighthawk showing because they do they do like brunch there mm-hmm. and it was Snoopy come home so I'm surrounded by children <laughs> and I started to cry and this girl's like why is she like that? <laughs> <laughs> I highly suggest though going to like a, a movie screening of something you've seen a million times with a bunch of kids because it's fucking funny dude. There's a part where Sally is like I hate reading and this kid stood up and applauded. <laughs> Yeah. Respect. Respect. The kids are all right. The opposite of what Karl Marx would say. <laughs> this is Snoopy Comes Home is the movie where uh, uh, Lucy gets Alzheimer's. Yes. Okay, great. I'm just, I'm no, just saying. No, it's the one where Charlie Brown comes back from Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you feel better about getting emotional. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> you got me, dog. All right. I did notice that this, I said this out loud, but it is also the same plot as 51st Day. <laughs> Carl, Carl just committing his love every day to her over and over again as if he is Adam Sandler. And that's how Adam Sandler came up with the idea. Wouldn't it be funny For if this communism? took place in Hawaii? Com- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, you've heard of the Jew-run media. <laughs> I would love it for the like they already do reformist stuff for the rest of the show. Just put the last episode in Hawaii. <laughs> what not? are you missing? Give him a nice send off. Revisionism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So he cries and she cries and they have a flashback. Oh, this was the best part of the whole thing. So he goes, "You want to see the girl I love the most?" And then he goes to show her a book. And she opens it, and Jeremy goes, it's going to be a mirror. And she opens it, it's a fucking mirror! She's in the book, and she can't believe it. She's like, I'm the girl he loves the most. And it does a flashback where he does it again for the first time, their children, and the fucking look he gives her. He was so proud of that move. He was like, I fucking nailed it. He might as well have been going, nice. You know what he does? is His pose is like uh, like Falco from Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Mission complete. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's like pretty much thumbs up in the camera at his sweet ass pickup game. Pick up Karl Marx is my new favorite idea for a sketch. 
I'm establishing contact to... <laughs> uh, I'm negging Russia until they revolt. I'm engaging in a dialectic to open up this set. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a pickup king. And uh, then it cuts to... So this was interesting. He reads love poems to Jenny which are real love poems, I guess, but they're translated into Chinese and then back into English. <laughs> and the translation on the YouTube video was like, they're not all like this. I, I It was hard. <laughs> no disclaimers, guys. Come on, have the courage of your translations. Yeah, yeah believe in your, your translations. Word. It said something along the lines literally of, the Chinese is very different. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking this up, but it's essentially like she's the sun. I don't know. I love you like I love Chinese characteristics. <laughs> you know, I don't think the originals are that much better. I have read some of them. Not in the German, just one translation in German to English. They're just they're like, he's posting cringe in those. <laughs> they're not like James Joyce love poems. Not so much. He's not being thirsty for her? Uh, no, he is. Okay. You've read those uh, those Joyce letters where he's talking about his wife farting and stuff? Oh, I've read them. <laughs> <laughs> what is... <laughs> They're gross. <laughs> They're gross and through, through literature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway the real poems aren't that good yeah no i mean i was actually thinking about it when sean and i were looking for stuff to have read at our wedding uh-huh. and i was like oh i heard that Marx wrote some love poetry maybe we could read that and then we both <laughs> we both took a look at them and we're like nope <laughs> i had a very similar thing at my wedding i i messaged uh uh ollie thorne about it and i was like hey man you know a lot about Marx. do you know if you ever like wrote about love and he's like here's a bunch of letters that he wrote about Jenny and I was like I'm not reading all those (laughs) (laughs) oh you misunderstood I'm not getting married to Jenny (laughs) this actually won't be good for me (laughs) what did you end up doing instead oh um oh uh he picked a poem by Neruda that was very sweet Date by you (laughs) (laughs) what It's 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 Naruto's cat. It's Naruto. The joke is it's Naruto. Yeah, Pablo uh, Naruto. Oh fuck, yeah. that's funny. I I'm sorry. I appreciate your joke. It was very funny. No, it's I deserve nothing. And, uh, and I I actually picked a passage from Emma Goldman that I thought was very nice. That's oh, so nice. cool. Very nice. Hey, good passages, guys. <laughs> you don't have to be it. No, they sound good. They were good as hell. No one believes I'm being genuine when I share my genuine compliments. You no, know, we, you, we talked about this before. Yeah, I yeah know. you have the curse. It's my <laughs> shit voice. Listen, I, I have also realized because, like, I'm so spacey and I have a lot of, like, communication issues too that a lot of people think I'm just a straight B when they first mm, meet me. Buzz, buzz. So, I <laughs> same different. <laughs> I have the same problem. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, no, you're just the first human I've seen today and I don't know how to be. <laughs> yeah. I think it's my, also my bitchy resting face. Yeah. Maybe. Justice. Also, I'm just really impressive so people are intimidated by that. You do have great hair. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I feel like people get intimidated by a good haircut. This is what I'm telling myself mm, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 
I like your haircut too. I think I might go more mullety in my next one. It's great. I feel so free. I feel like my true self. <laughs> so much uh, breathing room for these ears. You're laughing, but I have so much dysmorphia when it comes to my hair. So I was like, when I finally settled on this, I'm like sick. <laughs> I think I have personality dysmorphia where I imagine myself to be like a very friendly and open person and also just like a fucking loser still. But then that's not true. I'm mm. actually an intimidating bitch. So do th- do I'm you, leaning into it. Do you feel like Karl Marx had personality dysmorphia? It's possible. Or imposter no, syndrome. No, he, he owned it. He was a oh. messy bitch who loved drama and he fucking owned that yeah, shit. Yeah, he definitely did not have problems believing in himself. He's, he's like, the opposite of imposter syndrome. Yeah, he's like, give me money, bitch. <laughs> Here's my fucking Venmo. I'm Karl Marx. <laughs> Compensate me for my emotional labor. <laughs> my kids died because I will never get a job. <laughs> Private snap $10. <laughs> And like, look, he fucking deserved it. One of the only people in history that you can ever say that it. he really deserved to just be given money. And I wish that he had finished all the capital volumes that he was going to write because we might be in a better place right now. Those could be some sick ass, sick ass raps. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, some Marx's private chat was like one of the, had the best theories. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? His private snap. I don't know how Snapchat works, but I assume you put theories on there. You mean his letters? Yeah. No, his private snap. His no, letters were yeah. basically his private Snapchat. I heard that he sometimes DMs just groups of radicals on Twitter, and he's just like, I see what you're doing. <laughs> if he was around today, he would have so much beef with other leftists on Twitter. Oh, my God. He would oh, make yeah. Red Scare look like fucking... Pollyanna, I don't know. <laughs> like blue scare. Oh. Critique of the Amy Therese program. <laughs> Even in the like five uh, lines of dialogue he has not about uh, fucking loving his wife this episode, uh, they, they bring up the critique of the Gotha program. We're like, we get it. You're unreasonably mad. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I mean, he did like to call Bakunin fat. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you brought this up. This is a very good point. So the Bakunin beef is in the last episode we did with Chad Vigorous. Um, and he spends the entire time telling Bakunin he's a uh, fake poster and uh, <laughs> needs to log off. But we didn't get into the specifics and are not on the TV show. And Jamie is saying that he specifically called him a, a fat ass bitch. Oh, yeah, big time. He said he took up multiple seats on, on the council. Yeah, when he well, sits around the council, he sits around, he sits around the, the council. council. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's basically what he said. I yeah. mean, I can tell you what he said about it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Are you getting up the texts? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can go to the text, the original text. Um, oh, look, our friend Ross posted about it in his blog, thecharnelhouse.org. Shout out to Ross. Ross Wolf. <laughs> Ross. We're having him on again soon. Communist, internationalist. Good guy. Okay, so here's an excerpt, just a small excerpt from a letter. A letter to Angles, maybe like a DM, written in Manchester, dated 1863, and I quote, Bakunin has become a monster, a huge mass of flesh and fat, and is barely capable of walking anymore. To crown it all, he is sexually perverse and jealous of the 17-year-old Polish girl who married him in Siberia because of his martyrdom. 
He is presently in Sweden where he is hatching revolution with the Finns. And revolution is, of course, in scare quotes. (laughs) That's the kind of bitch Marx was. Damn. (laughs) I'm scared. Yeah, they don't don't make them like that anymore. (laughs) That's so good because it attacks him on all fronts, you know, physical, emotional. Sexual. Me- sex- sexually. Sexual. He launches a sexual attack. Psychosexually. <laughs> yeah. Psychosocial. Red scare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next line he calls him a retard. So. <laughs> there you go. Marx. And he's go like, and that, I think it's okay to say. I'm Karl Marx and I say that. Oh, Whatever. I'm the- Karl Marx. I'm from New Jersey. Who cares? <laughs> Where I'm from, people just said it, so it was fine. Yeah, the Karl Marx problem word. (laughs) The Marx problem word. (laughs) Yeah, he's just... (laughs) He has a long screen against Kath Barbadoro for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) That's Marxism. Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so the rest of this episode, I should say, is uh, sad. (laughs) It's just like... His uh, so it reads the love poems and then it just shows Marx at a grave being goth and he's leaning on a tree and his friends are like, "Come on, Carl, come to board game night." And he's like, "No, I have to watch this tree die." <laughs> and uh, that ends. William William Liebnick like uh, hangs his head and kicks the dirt because his old friend's so goth. And then in a voiceover, he's like, also his kid died. Oh, yeah. yes. What the fuck oh, yeah. was that? What Jenny f- Chen died of cancer. Jenny Chen. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Kuhn. Um, yeah, her name is Jenny Chen. Didn't he have two daughters at one point? Yeah, one of so them. So the other one just went ahead and didn't die, so they didn't bring her up again? No, didn't the one die from not getting a toy in time? No, but... That I think back then, right? I remember that scene that we were watching. Yeah. He has a son who dies. Okay. And he asks for a toy instead of medical care. And Carl says, that's the same to me. <laughs> and then he dies. Mm-hmm. And then he adopts a clearly made up boy for the show who goes to the Paris commune. Yes, remember yes, that? Yes. And then that boy hangs out with his two daughters at once because they have that scene where they're like, I want to read uh, Cinderella. And the other one's like, I want to read... Mickey Mouse, and then this one's like dialectical Eiffel Tower. Yep, and then the boy, the made-up boy, goes like, "I'd like to read the theory of surplus value." (laughs) (laughs) See, look at how much better this boy is. Are you pulling up more? He had seven children, um, but partly owing to the poor conditions in which they lived whilst in London, only three survived to adulthood. Wow! The children were Jenny Caroline, Jenny Laura. Jenny, Julia, Eleanor, and Man, one he, more who died before being named. Oh, wow. Wow, these are bad names. Died before being named? Yeah. yeah. Before her name because they're day? All, they're all Jenny. Like, it was <laughs> oh, definitely going to yeah. be a Jenny. Henry, Edward, Guy, uh, Jenny, Evelyn, Francis. Wow. It seems like the name Jenny is kind of cursed. He probably should have stopped uh, <laughs> yeah. naming his kids that. It's also interesting he has so many Jennies and no Carls. Yeah. That's true. He had a imposter syndrome. <laughs> there are allegations he also fathered a son, Freddie, out of wedlock by his housekeeper. Oh, no, that's not possible. You yeah, no, he loved man. Jenny so much. He said he was never going to do that. He would never do that. Also, Freddie is a very funny name for Karl Marx's <laughs> bastard son. 
Hey, I'm Freddie Marks. Hey, it's me, Freddie Marks. No, Freddie's a son of mine. You think he was trolling Engels by naming his bastard after him, perhaps? Ooh. That's probably what it was. It's like pissing. He probably like... Messy bitch. Devil's threesome this, this maid with Engels <laughs> and then named it after him. It's very possible. <laughs> I think you'll remember, Engels, you had the mouth. <laughs> read the notes. Okay, so <laughs> January 1883 his daughter also dies. They tell you via text. I guess that wasn't important. And then Carl's like, I am sad. And I uh, happen to die on Pi Day. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? March 21st, Pi Day, 321. <laughs> Eat a pie. Probably ate too many fucking pies. Yeah, oh, he definitely fuck. ate some pies in his time. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm not sure if you've seen him. He's beginning to look like Bakunin for a bit of it. <laughs> He was a bit of a treat boy. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have some pumpkin pie when this friggin' Cheeto and Chief gets out of there. You, know you should ask that maid if he eats pie. Oh. Hey, hey, Maron. Hey, <laughs> hey Freddie Marks, Maron. Uh, so he's dead, and it shows you the scene from the first episode where. They're at his funeral, and Engels does a speech that's like, my friend Carl read so many books, and people loved that he was so smart. He was a really smart man, and now he's a ghost and loves China. And um, and then they, they all... They all they all uh, cry, and then it cuts to Engels going back to his house years later after he's dead and saying, Carl, I've finished volumes two and three, and I see your ghost laughing around the house every time I come in. And we see Carl's ghost laughing. And it holds his hand over a copy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're fucking dogs, man. They loved, they loved friendship, those two. They also yep. do the they do the funny uh, cartoon laugh over and over again in this scene where the <laughs> ha 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 <laughs> I'm a ghost and I'm laughing ha ha <laughs> and then finally we got the ending that we so richly wanted the whole time that's true the whole show was worth it for this so they do like a quick recap over the credits where it's Carl walking. Uh, down the street as the end credits play and it says like Karl Marx died but he made communism which is really something else and, <laughs> and then later the Soviet Union existed and they said thanks Carl and then because of Carl uh, China is communist now and his personal friend Xi Jinping is a president <laughs> <laughs> and there's like videos of rockets being launched yeah yeah like look that. look at the dialectical scientific progress thanks carl <laughs> a lot we were of waiting for that yeah well yeah. we've been saying it every episode as a joke and then they said it in the show so i yeah. feel very validated they said chinese characteristics like five times yeah, yeah. And the shit they say about china some of it is real yeah mm-hmm. like you know the government <laughs> had a hand in this and everything yeah mm-hmm. i almost made a very crude joke and i'm glad i didn't <laughs> Like, do you think uh, do you think it would have been allowed on Chinese television if it were like? Oh, that's what we've been saying every time. It's just like, yeah, who do who do you think at the board of cultural affairs was like? Yeah, make him less fat. <laughs> we need a fuckable Carl. Tell him that he loved dengists. 
<laughs> yeah, he hated Falun Gong. Yeah, he hated Falun Gong. Every he thinks everyone in Hong Kong is a liar, and <laughs> he does. He wants to take Tibet twice. His ghost said yeah. that there should be uh, uh, two Chinese Tibets somehow. <laughs> That's Not what his ghost said. Not a fan of the Uyghurs either. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a very sad situation, but every time I hear Uyghurs, I do always think of <laughs> which is <laughs> not what the problem is. <laughs> Are we still allowed to say that in No, you can't. But the word is almost the same. It's so no, I, know, I would, would be, support was, the camps and all of them. If it's just J-Rock from the <laughs> Taylor Park we, one. Uyghurs know. are French guys who want to be black. <laughs> it would be much more understandable. <laughs> Are we going to bleep that? I, I don't we're know. This whole part. I don't know what we can keep in. I love it so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's the Karl Marx TV show. Woo! <laughs> you can't see me. I'm Karl Marx. I will say this was the closest to it being a show. Yeah, that seemed like some of I almost I almost cried. Yeah, I wish we got one more appearance of capitalist Dracula. Yeah, that would have been nice. Katie, you weren't here for that one, but there was one where he was talking about how capitalism is a vampire, and they did this whole cutaway to like a vampire vampires, and there's like like dramatic lighting on him as he like sucks on a farmer's neck. That was the best part of the show. The vampire's castle. That's where all the SJWs live. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's Marx. I read about that in Marx. Yep. Yep. SJWs. Yeah. He had a lot to say about them. (laughs) Remember his critique of the safe space program. (laughs) Okay, everybody, settle down. Out of one Chinese communist star, what do you rate this episode? Jeremy Hammond. I got to give it a full communist star. I think rave reviews. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, it showed the emotional core of the story. And that's, that's right. important to me. Out of one or zero Chinese communist stars, Jamie Peck, what are you giving this episode? God, you know, I haven't seen the other ones, and I'm sad I missed the vampire. So, can I give it like three quarters of one? No, you can either support the state or you're an enemy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm just, I'm public enemy number one then, zero. Oh, no! (laughs) What happens? Did I trigger something? Is there a dragon that's going to come out? No, the dragon's going to come out for mine. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I just hate to see public enemies. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Katie, uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the flag. There's a tear in my eye. One full communist star. Yes. <laughs> I'm weeping and thanking my personal statue of a- Chairman a- Adam Sandler. <laughs> At this perfect television show that has been the greatest thrill ride of my life. One full communist star. Brilliant modern communist thinker. (laughs) Rob Schneider. Uphold Xi Jinping. Uphold Katie Thought. All right. Uh, should we do a dragon? I know yeah, we've we been should. very inconsistent can... about the for this program, but yeah, let's well, do one we, for the last one. Yeah, we've got three communist stars, so uh, arise, Chinese dragon. Ah, hello. <laughs> I 
bet you'll notice that I look kinda like the Dragon Ball Dragon. Well, that's because that is a Chinese dragon. Isn't it fun to learn? Is the Chinese dragon Jewish? That's right. There are many different people who live in China. <laughs> the Workers' Republic. Does anyone here have a hard-working wish? I wish to serve my uh, your government and uh, uphold the Chinese characteristics. You must serve this wish. Or there will be terrible repercussions. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I see you, little boy. Do you have a wish for the Chinese dragon? Yeah, uh, I wish for a, uh, a, a swift end to Western intervention in North Korea. Shazam! <laughs> there, I did it. Jamie, would you like to take a wish? Oh you can take Alex's. He's, he's in the bathroom. Oh, uh, fuck. Um, I mean, I don't want to offend the Chinese government, but I feel like maybe I wish for full communism. You're going to jail. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I gave it no stars. I'm clearly not a team player. I'm an enemy of the revolution. Thanks for coming on. All right, I'm a dragon still. Okay. Papa Booey! <laughs> wow, Chinese dragon was confusing. Yeah, that was a very confusing <laughs> character we did there. You know, I was out of the room, and I heard a very confused dragon. It didn't seem like he had any kind of plan for yeah, what he was doing. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was Italian or Jewish or what. No, he was, he was just, racist. Oh. He just seemed like he'd done a lot of dragons and kind of doesn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was taking a huge shit though. So what do I know? Nice. I was out there fucking laying shit pipe in your <laughs> right into your sewage, bro. Yeah, dude, laying waste to your bathroom, bro. <laughs> okay, Jamie, do you have any plugs? Um, yes, uh, I do. Okay, so everyone should listen to my show. It's called the Antifada. We do it every week, and there's a bonus most weeks. You can go to patreon.com slash antifada if you want to give us money, or if you just want to listen and not give us money, you can type it into any podcast app, and it'll come up. Also, we have a live show coming up, OMG, featuring not only the Antifada, but Pod Damn America as well, which includes, of course... Wow, that's a popular podcast. Alex the Dragon, <laughs> the dragon will be there. We have some really good guests on the show. We got Leslie Lee III from Struggle Session. We got Matt Chrisman in Virgil, Texas from Chapo Trap House. Oh! We got Simone Norman of Praxis fame. She might even <laughs> say the thing if you're nice to her. Her contribution to the show is she's going to go on stage and we're all going to go, say the thing, say the thing, and she'll say it. Pretty much. And um, Comrade Barbie, the uh, communist drag queen. You love to see it. You so love to see pretty it. Pretty good. Don't let my lack of energy now um, 
trick you into thinking that I'm not very excited about this She's show. She's saving her energy for the show. Exactly. Which is October 12th. October 12th at Littlefield. Get your tickets. It's going to be great. They're cheaper online. Get your tickets. The Goth Socialist Variety Hour. Look at all the variety. Get a ticket. Honestly, sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds great. Well, I'll be there. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, how do you, how does all how do y'all feel about finishing the Karl Marx show once and for all? We're free. Free. I'm crying <laughs> once again. As we go on, on we remember, remember all the dialectics. We marks together. <laughs> I don't know why this isn't a musical improv podcast, because we're also good at <laughs> You know, uh, whenever I talk to the fans, they're like, why don't you sing more, Katie? And I'm like, I just don't want, you know, to show you guys. don't want to show up my co-host. I, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass everybody, you know? Uh, well, that's it for another week. Enjoy whatever song I put here. <laughs> good time! Oh, no? Just me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>